You're listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the American Snippets podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Before we get into it, just want to kind of remind you all, if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes, we ask of this uh, every episode, iTunes reviews are really important in helping us get out there in front of more people, grow our audience, get higher up there in the podcast rankings, and get these stories that we share here on American Civics out there in front of more people. So if you haven't left us a review yet, we would really appreciate it. Today is our um, current events. It's our kind of op-ed Friday, we like to call it. And today we're going to be talking about something that's uh, kind of circulating in the news quite a bit in regards to New York and our wonderful Governor Cuomo. <laughs> Here in New York, look, it is fascinating to say the least to see what is happening on the national landscape these days. You have uh, Gavin Newsom in California being very close to being subject to that recall, which people in New York are especially watching. There uh, is a petition launched some time ago on change.org in New York for a similar purpose to recall Governor Cuomo for any host of the things that he's done that has really set New York back. And lately, even though he's got allies and people watching his back, it's like the same circle rubbing each other's back, giving each other awards. I mean, this is a guy that's been given an Emmy by his people, uh, you know, who adore him, who have the Emmy power. He took the time in a pandemic to have a book written because, I mean, who thinks he wrote the book himself? But he had the book written uh, lauding his leadership skills, his own leadership skills in the pandemic, only to find out that the people who have been after him for some time since last year, accusing him of negligently, criminally negligently, sending positive nursing home, pa- nursing home patients who tested positive for COVID, sending them back into their nursing homes. He claimed and his administration claimed that the uh, Javits Center facility and the was it the Mercy Ship or whatever the uh, humanitarian relief ship that Trump sent to New York were not adequate to care for these patients. So that's why he sent them back. He said he was uh, following federal guidelines at the time. And then I guess at some point in May, the impact of it became too great for even his hubris to overlook. And he reversed it and said, no more positive nursing home patients can go back. But by that time, the damage was done. And the cover-up had begun. And were it not, I think, for the intense media pressure being put on by people like Janice Dean of Fox News and that war being waged with them and a few other uh, prominent people out there, Jonathan Gilliam and his girlfriend are are two of them. They both had, you know, these people have had loved ones. Janice Dean, it was her in-laws that both died in the same week from COVID. And I think she was not even allowed in the hospital or nursing home to be with them, only to come out now uh, that the numbers that Cuomo's office finally released after being really hammered to release them, they resisted releasing them for all this time, uh, you know, covering them up, covering them up, denying FOIA requests and all this. Finally, they released some numbers some months ago. And now it's coming out that even those numbers that they fought so hard to to keep to themselves, even those numbers were doctored. And where Cuomo said that at 28 percent, 
New York State was below the national average for nursing home deaths. In, a, in effect, they were right on average. Uh, even the state attorney general, who is herself a Democrat, Letitia James, reported that New York has undercounted by as much as 50% of the New York nursing home deaths. This was on a study based on 62 nursing homes, which represent about 10% of the state's total. The initial report said about 8,500 people uh, died in nursing homes when in actuality it was closer to 15,000 or just slightly above that after over 9,000 positive patients were sent back to nursing homes, um, setting off a a killing spree, really. (laughs) Yeah, look, it's, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, he's trying to cover himself. He was thrust into the national spotlight, Mm -hmm. a media darling, and he just refuses to take any kind of responsibility for his his actions historically and, ever. I mean, yeah. Or yeah. In general, right. Just own up to it. Like be like, you know what? I made a mistake. We made a mistake. We were wrong. You know, instead of owning the issue, he's, he's just been deflecting it all and, and pointing fingers to other people instead of he's still blaming h- Trump himself. Right. Right. He's still right. pointing the finger at Trump and even his secretary has come out. And I guess what she thought was yeah, Melissa going to, DeRosa. Yeah. I think what she thought was going to endear herself and Cuomo and the staff to the Democrats that she released this to. She was like, hey, yo, sorry. But, you know, we had to we had to fudge the numbers. Uh, We had to hold back because we were afraid of the federal investigation that was happening. And, you know, with Trump putting so much pressure on us, we didn't want to make Trump. We didn't want to give Trump any ammunition to come against us. So you understand, nod, nod, wink, wink, when even to their credit, finally, some good Democrats out there said, "Uh, hold up. Like, this is this is not okay. You know, this doesn't sit well with us. And yeah. you cross the line. So. Yeah, and this is fresh, right? This is this like is news. Like this is yesterday. Yeah. Um, the yeah. secretary, uh, her name is Melissa DeRosa, the secretary to New York, uh, 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 secretary to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Yesterday in a video, during a, a video conference with the state Democrats, she basically admitted about these, the, these fatalities that happened that were not counted in the official numbers. And she... They hid them specifically because they were afraid that they would be utilized by the DOJ for possible federal prosecution. That's how bad this is, folks. Like people, Republican, New York Republicans are now, they want to open up an investigation into Cuomo, a criminal one. They want to impeach him. Um, This has gotten out of hand. And this is something that has kind of been circulating for months now that this has happened. But yesterday kind of really like was like the. the Yeah, I don't know what she was thinking. I mean, did she think that would help her cause? What did they finally did the pressure get to her? And was she finally like, look, guys, you get it. We're all on the same team. I think she 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 probably had so much guilt that she was like, it's time to it's time to step up. And someone's got to apologize for this debacle. Well, her apology was politically based. Her apology did not include. We really caused a lot of death. She still blamed other people. She still blamed other people. She said it's because of the pressure Trump was putting on all of us. And the federal, you know, potential for federal investigation, you know, that, and she and she apologized for the position that put her fellow Democrats in. Right. That those were her words. She did not apologize. You know, this is terrible. We we cause a lot of pain and suffering to these families. None of that happened. It was an apology to her colleagues for the political pickle she put them in. Right. And basically, yesterday, so with the conference, it's almost like they were admitting. 
that they did what they did to dodge, right? Yeah. And, and to hide incriminating evidence. So to put them at further risk with like the Department of Justice or any other investigations, you know, that's why that's why they did it. Yeah. And so now you have some prominent Republicans in the state calling for that criminal investigation and really coming out and saying, this is not OK. This needs to come out. But you still have uh, Zucker, who is uh, what is he, the health commissioner, the state's health commissioner, Dr. Howard Zucker, is uh, is still saying that this is being taken out of context. He's saying that they always made it clear that the numbers were based on the place of death. You know, and so the, the, the whole issue is it was nursing home patients who were so ill that they were taken to a hospital and they died in the hospital. And those are the numbers that were covered up. They only counted, Cuomo only counted the people who actually dropped dead in the nursing home. But none of that matters because they sent people back into the nursing right. homes. That's how these people got sick. This right. is how and they so died. They, they fudged the numbers like that. But Zucker is standing by it saying, well, we told you these were nursing home deaths. And that's what we meant. You know, no, like tra- transparency is yeah. key. I mean, he they yeah. lied. They lied to protect Governor Cuomo's neck. Now they admit it. His order led to the death of 15,000 seniors. I mean, they have to be held accountable. And people weren't allowed to go see them. I mean, this was a lot, a lot of pain and suffering on families. People like Janice Dean, yeah. who lost, her husband lost both his parents. Her kids lost both their grandparents yeah. in the same week, uh, you know, because of this. And meanwhile, right, CNN, his brother, you know, had had the governor on on the show and they're having these, you know, fun interviews and, you know, Cuomo's been nominated for an enemy, uh, Emmy, an, enemy. An Maybe he should get one of those too. I don't know. Uh, Emmy. And he wrote a book, you know, during this whole time. I mean, it's just kind of, it's just. He's propping a, himself up there. It just leaves like, a really bad taste in your mouth. Wow. Wow. The, thousands of, right. Families yeah. of thousands of the dead in New York. They deserve justice. They deserve accountability. They yeah. need to know what really happened and why. Uh, it's just, it's just wrong. And like you said, to your point, it would be one thing there is, this was such an unprecedented, I, I shouldn't say unprecedented, I know I get pounced on, it's precedented, right? Plagues have happened before. But in this time and age, this was such foreign territory for us. It's inevitable that people are going to make mistakes and you can't be faulted. Nobody expects a, an, a completely infallible representative or guidance or leader to to exist, right? So he made a mistake. It was a terrible mistake. Who knows why he did it? Like you said, come on out, own up to it, take your lumps. He pro- he could have reversed this much quicker than he did, but he was playing politics. Oh, that's his quote, right? Um, that's Cuomo came out and said, to play politics with this was mean because if you lost someone in a nursing home, then it put that thought in your head. Well, maybe it didn't have to be. Maybe my father died unnecessarily and that was cruel to do because it wasn't true. This is what Cuomo said. Meantime, he's the one that played politics. He just didn't want to send people to the uh, to the relief the, the aid ship because Trump sent it, and he wanted to prove to Trump that he didn't need him, right? And so people died because of his politics, and now he's turning around and saying playing politics with it was mean. So it's just ridiculous. It needs to end. I am so very sorry to see this happening. I'm so very proud of the people who are pushing back relentlessly, pursuing this, and yeah, it's a really stunning- proving that it takes stamina and resilience and you got to go up against people and and, and find accountability yeah and make sure this never happens he should not be 
he should be in jail is where he should be, I think. <laughs> a lot of people are calling for that. But he definitely stunning... shouldn't be leading the, the state. Yesterday was a stunning yeah. admission of of, basi- of guilt, basically. And so, you know, we wanted to kind of bring this to your attention. So if you have an, a moment, I encourage you. It's everywhere now. I mean, this just, just happened yesterday. So go online, look it up, read some of the articles. Um, it's a stunning admission and, and something that we should be clamoring about and yelling a little bit louder so you know these people are held accountable you can't be fudging numbers like that people need to know the truth there needs to be more especially more like today more than ever there needs to be transparency yes right people are concerned there's conspiracy theories there's you know why why are businesses still locked down like all of a sudden businesses are are opening back up soon as the inauguration is over like it's just and so you need to transparency fixes all that you know when you when you're hiding and fudging numbers and you know, being disingenuous with the truth and, you know, that that raises concerns in people's heads and, and they don't believe what the government is telling them. And we it fuels need, the conspiracy yeah, theories, we, it fuels the Yeah, we need to have and, we need yeah. to have confidence in all that. So um, check it out. Um, that's one thing. We have another story that we want to kind of share with you today. Someone that is close to us or close to Barb more than myself, just from her her history with them. But uh, really cool. We just kind of wanted to bring it up and share it with you because we love sharing positive, inspiring stories, <laughs> yeah, heartfelt I'll change, stories. I'll shift gears now. Thank you for letting negativity. me do that. Yeah. I was all freaking fired up about, <laughs> I, I was like dragging a little. I got into this. I'm like all whipped up now, right? But I'm going to take that energy and channel it into something good now and get to talk about someone I consider a friend, especially his dad uh, is a really good friend of mine, Roy uh, Baldwin was a Pennsylvania state senator at one point in his career, now a civilian um, doing his thing to continue giving back. And he inspires, I guess, his son, Andy, Andrew Baldwin, uh, who was sort of launched to fame when he was on one of the earlier seasons of The Bachelor. uh, And that's how people got to know him. And Andy, aside from being on The Bachelor, he just, he was, he's in the military then. He was in the military then. He remains in the military now. He's a lieutenant commander in the Navy Uh, He's also a PhD physician. He delivers babies. He's always on Facebook. I'm catching babies today, you know, and he loves it, the smile on his face. But he does have this uh, call to service that has been evident ever since really I first met him when he showed up on a plane full of widows when we were on our way to an event. And I was an asshole to him because I thought he was capitalizing on his bachelor fame to uh, hop on a plane full of widows. And while everybody else is being gracious to him. I was being rude and obnoxious to plane, him. <laughs> plane full of widows. Sounds like a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Snakes on a plane, widows on a plane. Right? <laughs> I thought Andy was the snake on the plane in that in that movie. Right. But in reality, he was just a good dude showing up to do a good thing. And he was there. He's got an organization that he founded called Got Your Back Network. And uh, now at one point I was a recipient of that organization and now because people like Andy and Roy and Kathleen, who are part of that, helped me put my own life back together, I get to be on the board of that organization, which is just an amazing honor for me and a great full circle moment. But what Andy does, Andy, and we featured Mike Rouse in one of our episodes, and we have a snippet of him coming up too. Mike Rouse has an amazing, amazing story of going from prison to um, becoming a world athlete and giving back to people. He's on the board of Got Your Back as well. And what Mike did with Andy this past uh, month, a couple of weeks ago, is every year on his birthday, Andy runs his age in miles to raise money for Got Your Back Network. And this year, that money is being specifically earmarked to offer college scholarships to children of fallen service members, which is, 
very much appreciated by, by a lot of these people. You know, I had three kids in college at once and it does add up even with uh, scholarships and benefits. There's always gaps that need to be filled and you know, college is hard to pay for whether or not these loans get forgiven, who knows, but <laughs> that's another story. Uh, so this past week, uh, Andy ran 44 miles, 44 miles on his 44th birthday. And he raised somewhere around $12,000 to be donated to the Got Your Back Network. And that Money is now up for grabs for eligible children of fallen service members. So if you are listening, you know a Gold Star family with college-age children, or you are a Gold Star uh, family, or you are that college-age student who lost a parent in service to this country, you need to go to Got Your Back Network online and um, and apply for that scholarship. If you need help accessing uh, email me, barb at americansnippets.com, and I'll connect you with it directly. Yeah, awesome. And Got Your Back worked with us, right? We did our first ever event about three years ago for Gold Star Women. Yeah, they're, I mean, and, they're amazing. They yeah. reach out when Dave and I did the uh, Women's Empowerment event. We brought in Krav Maga expert, yeah. we brought in resilience expert, business expert, and Got Your Back funded a significant, hefty portion of that event to bring those women in and do that. They're just, they're truly amazing. I love them. Yeah, we just wanted to bring that to your attention because, you know, shine a positive, right? spotlight mm-hmm. on on what they're doing and how they've helped us and what they're continuing to do for our our gold star families and fallen children of you know or fallen military so good stuff uh and that pretty much wraps it wraps it up i mean i uh, just want to encourage you guys to go back and listen to the podcast episodes we've done earlier in the week uh monday we did a little short uh our mondays are snippet episodes where we take a short little snippet from a previous interview that we've done and that was with um roland frazier who I encourage you to to follow, go back and listen to that podcast episode, listen to our original interview, because Roland is arguably one of the most successful and and literally smartest entrepreneurs uh, that I've ever come across and that we've had the pleasure of interviewing on the show. So if you're an entrepreneur out there, you're looking to get unstuck, you're looking to build on your success, and you want to do all that without sacrificing your family and happiness at the same time, um, you're going to want to follow Roland Frazier and check out that podcast episode. Uh, and then we Wednesday, we had an interview with um, uh, Julia, Julia Mackey Pryor, Pyra and Nicholas Catronio. Um, they were actually, they are National Guardsmen who- well, Julia is a National Guardsman. Oh, I thought they both were. No, Nick's a veteran of the military. Now yeah. they both work for DOD, but Julia was on the front lines of the riots in DC in June. In June, yeah, and over the she's summer. she's also back there now in January in response uh, to the Capitol incident that they called up all the National Guard for. So these two took us, they gave us a behind the scenes look at what's really happening behind the headlines. They have a book they co-authored called Guardians, and that's out there on Amazon now. You can get that as well. So it's a fascinating interview. Uh, we asked them, what's up, you know, for instance, with the parking garage incident, people were all tweaked that the National Guard since the parking garage. You may be surprised at their answer to that, right? And they were, they were talking about the difference between their reception in June, their reception in January from the politicians and the people one time they had pizza being served with shards of glass in it and they had frozen water bottles and urine thrown at them. The other time they're being told, thank you for your service. Guess which time is which, you know? And it's just really, really, really interesting. I'd really encourage everybody to go listen to that and follow the link, get their book. It's just, it's an important story to follow. Yeah. 
Yeah, agreed. So go back. That was Wednesday. Go back, listen to this week's podcast episode. Make sure you tune in on Monday and next week. We've got another three episodes coming for you. Uh, Wednesday. I don't know who are we, who are we doing Wednesday. Do we know yet? It's a secret right now. It's a secret. We like secrets. <laughs> All right, everyone. Appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.